The Marlins are back in the win column. How good does it feel to hear that? Hey, welcome in, everybody. It's Ethan Madowski here with a reaction to opening day and the first game for the Marlins against the Philadelphia Phillies, a 5-2 win. The offense explode, uh, didn't really explode, to say, but they looked really nice. Some guys had some really good nights at the plate, and Sandy Alcantara pushed. He was tremendous on the mound tonight. We'll certainly talk about his performance. Um, before. But before we get to the game, we first want to wish Alfaro well, uh, Jorge Alfaro well. We haven't confirmed whether he tested positive for COVID-19 or not, but he was placed on the IL before the game, and it is COVID-related because the Marlins were unable to disclose the reason for him going on the um, injured list. Because of that, all assumptions are that he um, it, something COVID-related is involved, whether it was exposure, whether it's a positive test, whether it's symptoms. We don't know yet. We don't know the extent to, what he, to who he possibly exposed. Nonetheless, it's a developing situation. It's one certainly to keep an eye on with how it could affect the Marlins and Jorge Alfaro. The Marlins won't have him for a while to start the season, which is certainly not great because he's such a big part of their lineup. But the Marlins were able to make up for it tonight, and we'll keep an eye on Alfaro. But hopefully the Marlins, as I said, can keep keep making up for it tonight. And let's just jump right into it. With uh, Let's talk about this game here. A big win for the Marlins, as I said. It's their first opening day win since 2014. Hard to believe that it's been six years since the Marlins have won on opening day, but it's a huge win to get the season started. Let's start with the bats. Let's talk about Corey Dickerson, a guy that was brought in to have some professional at-bats just to bring some life into this offense, bring some kind of professionalism, some kind of stability to the three-spot. And from what we saw tonight, Marlins fans should be very, very excited about what Corey Dickerson can bring to this offense. He went two for four. He was working counts all night, had a real hard uh, uh, double down the line. Um, And and just like I said, just working professional at-bats is something that the Marlins didn't have a lot of last year. And it certainly jumped off at you tonight watching VR, Aguilar, and Dickerson, the three acquisitions right at the top of the lineup. They all looked great. Um... You know, VR didn't have the production tonight. He made the error out in center field, but he did put together some pretty good at-bats, worked counts, and that's all you're looking for. The Marlins were able to get Aaron Nola out in the sixth inning because they got to him, and they were able to work his pitch count up to that, where at that point it made sense to pull him. So that was big because, you know, on opening day, you're always going to get the other team's ace, and you're always afraid that he's just going to start mowing you down and working quickly through that lineup. And at the beginning, he was, but eventually the Marlins just kind of wore him down and got to him, and he got the yank. So he was outdueled by Sandy tonight, and again, we'll get to Sandy in a second, but I just want to talk about the lineup before we do start with the offense, and then we'll talk about Sandy. Um, So Dickerson had a great night. Um, He was certainly the standout guy. And I've been saying all along that I'm really happy that Corey Dickerson, I think it's a great acquisition for the Marlins, just to bring in some life, some stability, an established major leaguer that's shown he can get it done in the bigs. He can hit 270, 280. I think he actually hit 300 last year. He's a guy that the Marlins need just to be an anchor in the lineup, and they've got him, and he showed what he can do tonight. A very good acquisition for the Marlins. I'm very happy that Corey Dickerson will be in a Marlins uniform this year. Let's take a look around the lineup. 
um, as well. Jesus Aguilar went deep. Another guy the Marlins brought in to bring life to this lineup and bring life in the form of the long ball, something that the Marlins did not do a ton of last year. They did not hit for power. They need to hit for power. They need to put the ball over the fence, and Jesus Aguilar did that tonight. He took a good breaking pitch from Aaron Nola down at the knees, just kind of went down and got it, clubbed it out to left center field. It was a rocket off the bat, and we're going to see a lot more of of that from Aguilar. We have to think this year it's what he was brought in to do, and he did it tonight, and if he can do that, um, you know, on a consistent basis, that'll certainly be great for the Marlins. It'll be a huge addition. And 0-2 coming from Nola. Oh. And that is drilled left center field and gone. A home run for Jesus Aguilar. His first is a Marlin, and it breaks the tie. Oh, 0-2 breaking ball. Right down the middle of the plate, a little bit down. The big man all over, almost like he knew it was coming. See a little hesitation in his swing, and then he just unloads. Welcome, big boy, to the Marlins. Now you see the knuckle curveball, and you see the swing, the extension, and the degree, the launch angle. I mean, my goodness, got great lift. Knew he got it the entire time. Some other guys I was very happy with. Um, Miguel Rojas went two for four. He's just he just gets it done for the Marlins, man. If you know if there were a guy that you would put a C on his chest, it would be Miggy Rowe for sure. He is the leader of this lineup. He's the leader of the clubhouse. All signs point to him being the guy, um, you know, in, in terms of leadership. And he put together a really nice night. Came through in a big spot. Drove in a run. Put together some good at bats. Two for four. Had a walk. Um, you know, just. Another night at the office for Miggy Rowe. He just gets it done. You know, it's not flashy. He's not going to put up the best numbers. He's not going to, you know, be an MVP candidate or anything like that. That's for certain. But he's a good major league player. And the Marlins are happy to have him in at the bottom of the lineup in the ninth spot, actually. And, um, you know, it's just it's an exciting thing for the Marlins. So uh, Garrett Cooper had a nice double. Um, Harold had a hit. And it was just a good night. Brian, good to see Brian Anderson pick up a hit in the first game of the year. Get that goose egg out of there. So overall, a good night for the Marlins lineup. You know they put up five runs um, against Aaron Nola, and and they got you know well it wasn't Aaron all Aaron Nola, but they put, got to Nola, forced them to go to the pen, and then they went to the pen and they blew it up from there. So great night for the Marlins offense. Certainly very promising for what this year could look like. On the defensive side of the ball, it was all Sandy Alcantara. Um, He was so good tonight. And, you know, he didn't end up going the distance like he has in the past. He had two complete games last year. He had a couple Maddoxes last year, actually. He didn't end up going the distance tonight, but this may have been the best that he's looked. He was dominant. He was making hitters look silly. He was making Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper. I mean, Bryce Harper, you know, one of the best players in the league. He was making Bryce Harper look silly. He got him whiffing a couple times. Uh, he got Reese to swing and miss. And the most the, the most promising thing I saw from Sandy is, I think I talked about this in one of my previous videos or maybe on the MLB, the show streams that I've been doing. But... Sandy was so good in the second half last year. You know, you talk about the August and September, like the last six weeks he had. The thing that he changed when he started, you know, having those results was he increased the usage of his sinker. And so instead of just pumping fastballs in, he was tunneling. He was using that sinker more to just kind of weave guys, you know, in and out. And he can, if he can locate that sinker or if he can get swings and misses on that sinker, 
that will be huge for his development because you know it, it was a struggle at times to find uh, to get whiffs for Sandy to get swings and misses, and we expect him to get a tons of tons of swings and misses with the big fastball and with the good slider. But maybe it's the sinker that can find the swings and misses. He wasn't doing a ton of it last year until into uh, you know the later ha- the later part of the season. Obviously, he was an, he was the Marlins representative in the All Star game. I thought he was their you know arguably their best pitcher last year, but especially towards the end of the year when he started using that sinker, and he used the sinker a ton today. And a 98 mile an hour sinker, you know, we talk about how good a 98 mile an hour fastball is, but when you're talking about a you know a fastball that has sinking motion to it where it can, you know, drop in and catch the outside part of the plate to righties if you start it outside or if it can run in on the hands to righties or break, you know, go away from lefties on the outside corner. That is such a nasty pitch and it's so effective. You know, you talk about um a guy that used that to his advantage so often was Blake Trinan. He was a reliever with the A's and when he was at his best, it's because he was pumping 100 mile an hour sinkers up there that guys just couldn't touch. So if Sandy can use this sinker effectively to get swings and misses, and not only that, to get weak contact, I think he can be super effective. We can see him reach his potential. Also, um, he was using this 91-mile-an-hour changeup, and they were calling it a sinker because it registers at 91, but really he's sinking at 98, and he's pumping 98 on the fastball and the sinker. It's just whether he's weaving it in or out or not. The changeup is at 91, and maybe it is a sinker. Maybe he throws it like a sinker, but it plays like a changeup because when he's throwing 98, and then it's still hard, but it's 91. That is so effective, and it's really just, you know, it's disgusting. It's a filthy pitch. So he ran that in on the hands. I can't remember who the hitter was. Got a couple guys to swing and miss with that 91, 92 he was sitting. It's kind of like a two-seamer, kind of like a changeup, kind of like a sinker. Whatever you want to call it, it's nasty. And he used it to his advantage tonight. He got some weak contact off it. He got some swings and misses. And then the slider was just filthy. He rung Harper up on the slider. Uh, I want to say he rung Hoskins up on the slider. He rung Harper up on a fastball up and in as well. Um, just a really effective night for Sandy. So I th- Six and two-thirds for Sandy. Um, I think only three hits. One of them was a home run that he led up to DD, and it was a shot. He's going to give up some hard contact. You know, it's not just going to go away. He throws hard. He's going to give up hard contact. But more importantly, he was getting a lot more soft contact tonight. Um, so three hits, a run. I think he walked somebody right at the end. The last batter of the game was his only walk, and then he had seven strikeouts. So a dominant performance from Sandy Alcantara. And if we see that kind of stuff more consistently, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, that performance night in, night out. And then if he starts putting together seven, eight inning performances, you know, you're, you could be talking about a Cy Young performance if it's night in, night out, uh, a Cy Young candidate if it's night in, night out. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say he's a Cy Young candidate yet. Because he's not. He has to prove himself. He has to prove that he can do this consistently. But if he starts doing this consistently, you know, we talked about Sandy. He can, you know, he could be an ace for the Marlins. We talked about when he first came over that he was the future ace of the Miami Marlins. Obviously, we've added Sixto Sanchez to the fold. So, you know, you're playing those guys one or two. But he certainly got the potential to be there. And we saw that tonight. He was absolutely tremendous. Um, I think... 
Mattingly handing him the ball on opening day instilled a lot of confidence to him. Apparently, he's been great all summer. So, there's nothing more to say. You know, he was fantastic. And it was really great to see Sandy light it up like that. And we hope we see that more often from Sandy. Ground ball. Diaz, Rojas, and over to first. That's a double play. Feels so good to say this again. It's a Marlins win. 5-2, to two, an opening day victory for the Miami Marlins. How do you like that? We hope we see more performances like this as well from the Marlins. It was a great night, a great way to start the season for sure against a pretty good Philadelphia team. They held a good offense in check. They got to the bullpen. They got to NOLA. And overall, just a really, really nice win for the Marlins. So I'll be doing these reactions. I think I'm going to do it as kind of a series reaction, but obviously with opening day, got to do it right out of the gate. Um, so probably every series, maybe when the Marlins get a big win, I'll jump on and we'll talk. Um, you know, maybe if something goes bad and we have a you know a tough streak and there's a bad loss, a controversial loss, you know, whatever the case may be, we'll talk soon. Um, certainly, you know, there's going to be plenty of games and the Marlins are off to a great start. And if they keep playing like this, they can make some noise. So the Marlins win 5-2 to two to get the season started. Uh, back at it tomorrow in Philadelphia.